Vinny, Vinny, Amari. We came, we saw, we loved. Welcome to the Partnership Vision Podcast. Where we discuss how to have a relationship full of unity, trust, fun, and fulfillment. We'll be sharing the rewards of preparing yourself for your best partner and being your best for them. The relationship I had back in 2018 is a lesser form of manipulation because what I mentioned in self-doubt and insecurity was the ultimate manipulation. But this one, so I started talking to this guy in July of 2018. Basically my age is a couple of years younger and it sounded like we had a lot in common and we actually had a, a mutual friend that I went to high school with that we were friends, but you know, it, it was more of like a coworker relationship where we got along well, we talked occasionally, but we didn't really hang out or, or talk about anything in depth. But he was very sweet. He was very thoughtful and he was really talking up a good game here. And I thought he was really solid. And we started officially dating in August once he he actually took me to a couple of family reunions and birthdays within a month of just meeting him. And so it kind of got really seemingly serious really quickly. And within 10 days of officially being together, my grandmother actually went to the hospital and come to find out she had brain cancer and she died in under a month later. And even after all of the sweet talk and all of the good seemingly principles that he had, he didn't care. He really didn't care. He wanted to do things physically that I kept telling him no to. And he wasn't too pressuring on that, but still I knew what he wanted, what he was trying to go after. And I was, I was just kind of swiping that to the side of like, it's just a guy for you, you know, kind of thought. And We're just settling already, you know, thinking that guys are all automatically that way. Exactly. Because I hadn't experienced the real thing yet. And the fact that, you know, he already took me to some family functions. I thought we were legit. But after my grandmother, especially after my grandmother went to the hospital, he left me alone. I had to reach out to him to talk about things. I had to ask him to come and, and visit with me while I was in the hospital with her because I spent every night of two weeks except for one in the hospital with her and I didn't leave her side. And he literally went to a concert, didn't tell me nothing about it. He just, on the, uh, on the weekend, he decided to go do, go do this concert, not tell me anything. I was actually expecting him to show up. And later on, he actually made it out to be my fault. He was like, well, yeah, I told you about it, but you, you said go ahead and go have some fun and that you'd see me later. And I'm like, no, I didn't tell you any of that. And he, then he started coming back with, well, yeah, you remember that day and blah, blah, blah. He spun a really good yarn. Gaslighting. Gaslighting. Yeah. Turning it back on me as if it was my fault. And I knew for a fact, I didn't, I didn't for one, know about this concert. Two... 
I didn't tell him anything there because I didn't know about it. But yet he made me feel like, oh, well, may just, well, you know, maybe I did. You know, maybe I, I just forgot because I have a lot going on and I'm worried about my grandmother and things aren't looking good. But in reality, it was all a lie. And in the time that even though it was a young relationship and we'd only been together basically a month or a couple or just underneath two months, he should have been right there by my side as best as he possibly could. That A guy that truly cared would have been there as much as he possibly could. He would have cared. He would have been concerned, even barely just knowing me, a, a, a real person that actually cared anything about you would be right there but he wasn't I actually had a friend that I uh, again friend I say friend we weren't again we weren't close back in high school but it was a, another kind of co-worker kind of thing again he actually showed up and brought my grandmother flowers and really just him showing up for like 30 minutes did a lot for me where my boyfriend <laughs> he was no, nowhere to be found and then once once she did actually pass he said that he would be there within the hour and he didn't show up for about six hours later and he had no reason why he didn't show up then the night before the viewing we had gone out to eat or had done something i can't remember exactly it, it wasn't anything big but on the way back he he knew how i felt or how i didn't feel i was cold to have kids and I didn't want kids and come to find out I'm not but anyway he was trying to make me come up with baby names like oh well if we have a boy if we were to have a boy what would you name him what would you name the girl if we had a girl and I'm like I don't really think about these things well I do why don't you it's exciting again gaslighting and that that was right uh, we were actually on the way to my grandmother's house to be with family at that time the night before the viewing that is <laughs> that horrible timing that is horrible timing even if that, it was a girl who did want to have kids exactly that was horrible timing and he did not care about my feelings he did not care about the way i felt at all he was just trying to push his agenda and actually have me in the relationship for him is what he was doing i didn't know it at the time i was <laughs> i just lost my second mom that I was so close with and that literally had a major part of my raising and I had just lost her days prior and you're going to pull that on me. Again, that's a huge red flag of settling. And then after the funeral, we barely talked. He didn't really, he didn't reach out and I had to reach out for any and all communications and within the week, he was telling me that I should already be done mourning my grandmother. That according to his denomination, once they throw dirt on the, the casket, then everything's done and they're done mourning. And then you just move on. And you don't let anybody tell you that you need to be done mourning by a certain time because that is subjective to every person. And that is heartless. Completely cold, completely detached, heartless to then say that you need to be over your departed relative within the week of them passing in the week of their funeral 
Which to broaden that, you're settling if you let someone devalue your emotions and act like how you feel isn't important. Precisely. And I do have one feather in my cap in that as soon as he texted, he was texting me this too. He didn't, he wasn't even on a phone call with me. He was texting me this. And I actually did stand up for myself for once (laughs) when it came to a guy that I was like, well, I can't remember exactly what I told him, but I did send him a small paragraph. I didn't, you know, fly off the handles. I just was was telling him something to the point of, you are being insensitive and unless you have something nice to say, good night. I'm done talking with you tonight. And he, he, he didn't have anything to say. He didn't even text me the next day. And so I'm reeling still from the loss I experienced. And now he's really just trying to push me to where I break up with him and it's on me that the relationship ended and he doesn't have to deal with any kind of guilt for ending it himself. Or you go back begging and do whatever he wants. Exactly. He has full advantage of the playing field. And then about about two weeks after that, he texts me. He's like, hey, can I, can I come over? We, uh, something to the effect of actually saying we need to talk without saying we need to talk, which, you know, is the famous last words of a relationship. And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, and this is, again, through text. Heartless, cold, and detached. And I was like, yeah, sure, we can talk. And then he's like, well, you know what? Let's meet up at Starbucks instead. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, that just kind of confirmed that for me. Thank you, buddy. And he's like, well, can we meet up at this time? And I, I, I told him, fine. And then later on, he was like, well, can we actually meet up a little bit sooner? I've got a football game I want to watch. And it comes on at, it comes on shortly after our original meetup time. And I kind of sat there for a second. I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to stand up for myself. And obviously he doesn't care about me. So I am going to stand up for myself and say, no, well, actually I have something going on right now, right during that time. We'll have to still meet up at the original time. So what does that tell you? He'd rather go to a football game than take any needed time to actually break up with me properly. He didn't care. He didn't have any stake in the relationship. He just found me attractive and wanted to get in bed with me. And that was it. That was completely it. And so I, I, I go to Starbucks and he's like, well, you know, I care about you. And, you know, you're, you're a really cool person, but I think you know what, why, why we're coming here. And I'm like, yeah, I do. Why don't you tell me? And we just, uh, it took about 30 minutes of talking because I was like, I was determined to get closure because I'm not letting you off the hook that easily. And we parted. Oh, well, yeah, he was like, oh, well, you know, we can be buddies. We can still be friends and blah, 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 blah. And (sighs) just trying to pass off like as if everything is okay. As if it's casual and there wasn't anything wrong with his behavior or any of that. And I sometime actually last year... I was on Facebook and I can't remember whether it was a, somehow through a mutual friend's post or something, but something w- without intentionally Facebook stalking because I couldn't care less because I, I let that go long ago, just to preface it before I tell you this. I somehow, I, I can't remember, I ended up on his profile and he had just announced, you know, I'm in a relationship with blah blah on his profile. And some of the comments, I went ahead and I was like, I'm just curious. Like, I'm wondering, now I'm wondering, well, how are you doing? It's like, I don't, 
I don't wish bad on you. So it's just like, why, why not see what's going on since I'm here already? And I read the comments and one of them is like, well, it's about time for you guys to finally announce that y'all have been together for now. You've been together for a couple of years now. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I know. Is We just finally made it Facebook official. And the timeline, he was already with this girl before he actually started dating me. Yep. Dude was a player. A liar. And a cheater. And it's like, I, I, not out of malice, but I really did want to reach out to his girlfriend and be like, hey, just to warn you, this this is what he did. So uh, take with do with it what you may. But my conscience conscience is clear. But at the same time, you know, he, she wouldn't have actually taken it properly and probably would have just taken it as the jealous ex-girlfriend or whatever. So I just I prayed for them and I let it go. But all that to say, that's a long kind of story or, uh, or that's a kind of like a long example. But that is a player manipulator type that does not care that just is in it for what they want and doesn't care at all for you. Now, the question is, what was it that made you settle as far as dating him in the first place? Like you, you say this is an example of settling. We're going to turn the interview chair on now. What was it about it? You know, where were you at at that point in your life that made you date this guy in the first place? The unfortunate thing is May before that July, that same year. So just two months later after getting rid of my captor that I talked about in self-doubt and insecurity, I was already looking for another relationship because Sean and I weren't, you know, anywhere to on a level to even think about starting a relationship right then and there. We still had a lot of reconnection and different things to go through and we weren't there yet and he wasn't talking that way so I was like okay well this is on that part's on pause if that's even a possibility and I was lonely I finally got rid of the voice in my head which I still had to work through because his my captor's influence on me and his voice was still very much with me for a couple of years after that or I mean a year after that at least Took a lot of deprogramming. It took a lot of deprogramming, and it, I st- there's still some some things that I'm still having to even work through, but they're so minor compared to where I was. It's it's minor to basically almost nothing comparatively to where I was. But yes, I was I was desperate. I um I was used to having this overbearing relationship, so I was never really actually alone because he was my captor was always blowing up my phone or having me do stuff or whatever the case may be he was always a part of my life so now I have this void and I still didn't have a relationship with God and I was lonely I wanted a new boyfriend I wanted someone that was actually good for me that actually did care and so two months (laughs) that doesn't do nothing now, two months is no time. I might as well have gotten with this guy a week later because there was, apart from complete directness with my captor, there there was no time for anything to happen in that time, especially without God. And you basically just found him through mutual connections on social media. I, I did. I actually found him on a, a dating site, and then I, I looked him up on Facebook and found out that I had this mutual friend because I wasn't going to connect with somebody unless I could actually kind of background check them with somebody I halfway know, at least. And boy, Which apparently doesn't always work. 
No, because like I, the, this guy got a really good review from this friend. Very good review. And it, this guy actually grew up in Boy Scouts with this guy that I was dating or whatever. And so he, he basically knows him on the friend level, but the relationship level, he has no clue. And so really, like, we've established at this point, you're just very lonely. You just want somebody in your life because you're used to always having someone there, though that was the negative before. But now you want somebody positive who can always be there. And, you know, you're just kind of like realizing you've just missed out on a whole lot of life with somebody who was really bad. And you're all of a sudden like, here's someone, you know, I got to find someone to just come in and fill this space. Um, That was clearly settling. That was clearly not waiting your time to heal over the things that happened to you and not trying to find the right person. Um, what, what was really going through your mind? Like, did you think that this could be a casual relationship or, you know, how, how are you really approaching this? Well, that's the thing is that I didn't even realize I needed healing. You know, I, I, I didn't realize what all I went through was another issue because I was so tricked into a, an alternate reality pretty much by this other guy, this, this captor that I thought, you know, hey, I'm free of them. I can do whatever I want. You know, I have freedom finally. And freedom to just end up being enslaved possibly to somebody else. Exactly. And and the way that I was always, you know, taught to approach relationships was with marriage in mind. And I wasn't any I wasn't trust me, I was not in any rush to get married, but with any relationship I got into, that was going to be the goal. You know, if if it if it didn't look like we were going to get married, then there's no point. But the problem was, is I didn't have a firm foundation to even consider what all was already happening in all the prior relationships to realize that this isn't the guy I want to marry. You know, what? what is this? I mean, <laughs> I, it, it wouldn't... If I was whole in myself, it wouldn't have taken even a, a couple of weeks to know that, hey, yeah, this is not my future husband. I, I need to get away from this. When you've been dating the devil, even a sleazeball can seem like a pretty good guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, because literally after my captor, he was uh, the next guy was an angel. <laughs> he, he, he was almost like heaven on earth comparatively, and... Yet it was still settling. It was still not the best, and what a major difference between this one and the previous one was you were in enough of a place of self-awareness. You broke enough out of all of that being controlled and gaslighting that when you started seeing that kind of stuff happening again, this time you had standards about how you would not be treated and what you would not go back into again. And you realized really quickly that you were settling. And if you were compromising, you were going down the wrong road because this was not somebody you wanted to be tied to your whole life. Yeah, and that's another thing I, I forgot to mention. Our first date that we actually met up and had, he told me that that in order for us to have a future, that I would have to convert to his denomination, and um, that he would be open to maybe checking out mine, you know, and seeing if that would be for him because he did have a slight background in my denomination, and. We basically both agreed that, yeah, we'll check out each other's churches and we'll, we'll see where it goes and have that in mind. But in reality, we both were thinking, well, we're going to just change each other and we're just going to get, 
each other to our own sides. And that... That's settling. That is settling. And you can't change people. And that should have been the, the red flag right there is he's not in the same belief system as, as myself. Therefore, okay, we're not a match. I mean, it should have ended after that first date. That's a big thing right there is when you're opening up things to be negotiable that should not be negotiable. If you know that at some point this person is going to have to be on this side with you of the, of an issue, they're going to have to be coming into agreement with you on this in this area. And if you're right now forestalling that and putting that in denial and, well, they could change at some point or, you know, well, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it and I can, I can possibly win them over you're already in a bad place. I mean, that's fine with friends. That's fine with somebody that you're not in a relationship with. But if you are seriously pursuing a relationship with someone, you cannot have that. You cannot have that opening for negotiation for things that are non-negotiable, things that are not acceptable for you. And that's getting right back into the whole compromise arena there. Thank you for joining us where the heart is heard. Partnership Vision Ministries. Stay driven by love. So you can wreck all the fear. You can check us out on Instagram at Partnership Vision Ministries. Or on Facebook on Partnership Vision Ministries page. And even Twitter at PVisionM. Welcome back now, you hear? 